0: G'day everyone, welcome to another, or welcome back to another Tune Under podcast, the Southern Hemisphere's biggest and best podcast, all things Newcastle United. Tonight I'm joined by Jack to discuss all things FA Cup, maybe a little bit of transfer stuff thrown in the end as well if you're lucky. Jack, how are you mate?
1: I'm good, I've been enjoying watching the cricket today, Uh, so (laughs) the the football is obviously good this morning and then... Yeah, the cricket test cricket. We've been chatting about the game in our group. Some some of the members of the tune on the podcast don't like test cricket, but when you see like cricket like today, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I've had four days off and I've been flat out, and I made it a personal mission to do as little as possible today. So, up at six o'clock for me, kickoff time. So up then, and then we sort of rolled into the basketball. We rolled into the Royal Rumble as well for the WWE fans out there. And then the cricket started and more basketball. It's been a great day for sport. So, great way to just wind down the holidays and then go back to work tomorrow. But this, uh, this,
1: is, this is the good thing about Australia, right? You just, there's just sport all the time. So, yes, yeah. I don't think I could have moved somewhere that didn't love sport. But you've got yeah. the football, and then when the football, when the Premier League's not on, you've got the, the AFL and the
0: yeah,
1: And the NRL and you've got the cricket and the summer. It's
0: just great. What a country! Yeah, what a country. Exactly right. So, um for the first time in eighteen years, Jack, we're we're through to the of uh, the second time in eighteen years, we're through to the fifth round of the FA Cup, which is mind boggling. Really, that we've never been any good in this competition, but here we are.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's been a lot of. Deeply embarrassing episodes of the FA Cup involving getting beaten by lower league teams, um, and Craig posted that funny stat about um Lewis Miley was what wasn't even born yet. And it, yes. we did it under <laughs> we, we, we did it under Bruce in the COVID season. That boring,
0: that, yeah. That it was it like we got to call the finals then, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, and then we got we played Man City at home in the quarterfinals. Yeah. So it was COVID though, so it was just a bit weird that season. So yeah, first time we've done it in non-COVID for eighteen years. That's <laughs> um, Yeah. It's a long time. Lewis Miley wasn't born, so nah, it's good. And it was really, (laughs) it's actually been really important these last two FA Cup games um, for for Eddie and for the club as a whole. I think to get a bit of positivity back and to show that we can actually win away games as well. So it's been very good.
0: Yeah, it was. I remember that Man City one. It was more of a. It was wasn't really a cup run, was it? It Was more of a cup limp or or something like that. But I remember, yeah, after COVID and we had that little break and then I think it was one of the first games back, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and then everyone just expected us just to have a crack, like, we've got nothing to lose here. Like, I think our main focus was the, was the league at the time and just throw everything at it and see what happens and it, it couldn't have been a more timid and sort of lay down and have your belly tickled display. But we got yeah. used to that. <laughs> yeah, it was absolute dog shit. So... Um, Oh, we'll get stuck into this. Like I said, it was a six o'clock kickoff for us here in Victoria and New South Wales. Queensland had a 5am kickoff, so yeah. not great for you guys. But um, I guess we'll start off with the big talking points. We'll bring the lineup up up. Uh, the, back, the back five, I guess we'll call them in a way, sort of unchanged. The midfield unchanged because there's no one to change them with anyway. And... It was hinted at Eddie's press conference on Friday that Jacob Murphy would be in contention, and I think we we're all surprised to see him start Jack. I think everyone was going to be happy enough to see him on the bench and come on and stuff like that. But he was he started, which obviously set the alarm bells ringing straight away when Miguel Almiron and Jamal LaSalle are nowhere in the squad. Um, heavily linked away in the past week, Lasalles was to Besiktas. I don't know. Where that is, apparently he's got a calf issue. We might get into how much of an issue is his calf. And Miggy was conveniently sick after being filmed walking into the uh the local hospital <laughs> a couple of days ago as <laughs> well. well. Yeah. So must be it must be a bad illness. So the 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 big issue here is that, that's that's our best eleven players, I think, at the moment. People then there was a lot of chat, especially during the game about livermento and burn, but Eddie thought they were our best eleven players, and and we've spoke about this at length, especially me and you, Jack, when we've been on. But the the bench and the lack of options is it shows no signs of easing up. Really, like who would have thought? Sort of the start of November, this injury crisis would go for two and a half months, and we'd basically have no one coming back. Like it's totally unprecedented.
1: Yeah, it is. And you've had, we've just had two weeks off as well, and here we are without anyone coming back except for Murphy. And um, we lost two anyway. So I think I think they knew that this would happen though, because when you're running players into the ground as well, I don't know. I don't I, I think Miggy's sick. I don't think he's sick, if you know what I mean. I think it's, yeah, uh, it's yeah, one yeah. of them. <laughs> um, we can maybe talk about him him a bit later, yeah. but I think it's just you know, he hasn't missed he hasn't missed a game all season. Thirty-one games he's appeared in, and then magically, uh, a few days after this transfer bid comes in, he's not there. So, um, it's good that we've got Murphy Murphy back. And who would have thought that? You know, eighteen months, two years ago, that would be looking forward to Jacob Murphy coming <laughs> back. But, but there he is. The club have obviously got his, they know is is the meme the meme master. So they've obviously put that yeah. in photo of him as well. But yeah, no, good to see him come back, especially if it you know it looks like we're going to need him.
0: Yeah, and that's what, like I said, it's staggering that our injury crisis has somehow got worse for after a two-week break. So there are, oh, I guess, hopes that Wilson, Harvey Barnes, and Joe Willock will be back probably mm-hmm. within the next two three weeks. But who knows? Like <laughs> everything keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So. Um,
1: what, what what would we do? What would we do if one of the midfielders actually went down now? Like because we've been playing Lewis Miley for the last two months, what would happen if he got injured or long staff, or if Bruno got injured or suspended? Like there's no one, there is no one. He four, doesn't. Four, he obviously doesn't like four, Lewis Ford, four, 2 midfield, Jack midfield. but <laughs> have to play four four fucking two old school. Yeah, we haven't got two strikers either, though, so we can't do that. A Gordon, <laughs> Gordon
0: can just sort of float in behind them too. I think that's the only option, really. But it's going to happen sooner or later because Bruno's one yellow away from another suspension. So I think that might be his tenth booking for memory. So that's is that a th- two weeker or a three weeker? Uh,
1: I think it might be two games. Yeah. yeah, two games.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's going to happen sooner rather than later, and I don't really want to throw Joe Willock in there without um, at least a bit of match fitness. And I, I said this in the group as well. I was pretty comfortable with Murphy coming straight back in, given it was a shoulder injury. It was an impact injury. He would have done a lot of running. So yeah. I wasn't I wasn't worried. I think his, his fitness levels would have been fine and just, I guess, his match fitness stuff. But the way they trained and things like that, I'm sure his match sharpness wasn't too far away. But I guess we'll get stuck into the game. It was a pretty... Oh, how would you say it? It was a pretty shit first half, really. We 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 it looked like we were miles off the pace. We couldn't string four passes together for a majority of the half. And Fulham were clearly clearly the better side, but they did they did have a few good chances. Debravko made a couple of really good saves. They sort of shanked a couple. They probably should have put away. But as we've learned many a time, Jack, the longer you leave it, the more chance you got of the other team scoring. And you know, I think the better 39th, 40th minute, that's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, I think, first of all, as well, Fulham actually did us a favor in this game by changing seven of the players.
0: Yeah, and I we think were, they were, that We were lucky that, that
1: they'd, they'd had the Liverpool game just a few days ago. So then they played the full team for that. So we were lucky they had Willian and Polina and Jimenez were all on the bench. So that was actually, you saw the lineup and you thought, this this is good for us, it gives us a bit of a chance. Um, but yeah, we, we weren't playing well in the first half. I don't know what was going wrong with Bruno, but that is his radar was, was well off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was happening. We're with still him. at Disneyland, so, I reckon. Yeah. So that was um really strange performance from him. He was giving it away a lot, but we couldn't c- keep the ball at all. So, and the, there has been spells. I remember spells of the Man City game. Fair enough, it's a Man City. But like retaining the ball has been a bit of a problem through this difficult run we've had uh, and even to be honest even last season when we were good winning games we weren't amazing at retaining the ball so like we're not a team that likes to pass it and keep possession uh we usually like to get it up quickly mm. and most of our threat is from you know pressing and counter-attacks so um that's maybe something to develop in the future we want to try and get a bit more control of games but yeah certainly in this one we weren't uh we weren't at the races but yeah the fully missed a few chances and then Obviously we scored, so that was
0: nice. Yeah. So the, the corner, corner was the corner, I think it was a corner got sort of put in by Trippy. And I think he said pieces were a lot better than what they had been in the past as well. And Jack, I, I tweeted this oh, maybe a month ago. And it, it holds true. And every every game that I watch, regardless of who's playing, it it never makes me not smile as when a set piece or something comes into the box and the ball bounces and it's just carnage. It's people just lose their shit and it's so good to watch. Like I absolutely love the panic and the the chaos of a bouncing ball inside the penalty area to set piece. So, and that's what happened here. The ball bounced. It come off Bruno's arm and then Longstaff hit a really nice first time shot with his left foot that left the keeper with no chance. And there was very – strong and aggressive handball claims and and Jarrod Jared was in charge and he sort of left it up to var and he wasn't even asked to go and review it they pretty much said straight away no that's that's fine and as soon as I seen the replay I thought the same thing that, that that's mm. fine sand was in a natural position it was sort of tucked in as well and then coupled with the fact that the actual ruling says if it doesn't influence the guy that player who mm. scores the goal it's fine I think we had one Earlier this year, well, I think, was it Gordon? I think yeah, it sort it's of happened this year as well. Yeah. yeah. So the same kind of thing happened. And poor old, uh, was it Lee Dixon on special comments? Uh, he couldn't have been more depressed if he tried. <laughs> like he was just baffled how the ball and the goal had sort of stood. But it stood. It was a perfectly good goal.
1: Yeah, I, I don't actually know the offside. I mean the handball rule. So I don't think it's really, Like so, I, I was worried that when I saw that it had hit his arm, it was going to be. He was at least going to go and get told to check it because I thought it was, if you handball it and it leads to a, go, a goal, then it doesn't count or something. But and he did it hit his arm, but it hit a couple of Fulham players' hands as well. It looked like so. And yeah, when, so
0: it was. Like perfect chaos, wha- Carnage wha- in the box.
1: <laughs> yeah, Waka offering from point blank distance, and even if his arm—if he'd somehow made his arm invisible and disappear—it still would have hit his tummy or his chest and probably bounced yeah. the same place. So yeah, um, and Longstaff was in the right place and he absolutely drilled it. I think he's, his finishing's better when he doesn't have too much time to think about what he's going to yeah. do. <laughs> and that was a lovely finish in the bottom corner, and it's good for him to get a goal because it's the one thing we've said about Longstaff—he needs to you know, he's got the ability, he's got an eye for goal at times, he just needs to do it more consistently.
0: Yeah, and I think he sort of he sort of capitalises sometimes on the like the distractions around him, whether it's the trippier overload and, and the Miggy and Bruno and everything like that. And he always just seems to find this little pocket to run into inside the box. And like you said, his finishing is better. That definitely what it has been, he's been, clearly been working on it. But I think he can even get better as well. Now, whether we get them opportunities with a full-strength midfield, we're not sure. And maybe, look, just to your point earlier, maybe that's part of the problem as well, having players like Miley and Longstaff in the middle of the park at the moment, it's really hard to connect sort of everyone when you have it. These players are probably a little bit behind the guys in front of them and the guys behind, and they're just not quite at the level, through no fault of their own. I think Miley will definitely get to that level in a very short space of time given his performances and, and things like that. But just at, at the moment, he's maybe just not quite up, up to the level, but halftime kind of rolled along and I still we were one nil up and we had, we at least had something to protect because we didn't play well. And I'm sure Eddie would have sort of, I wouldn't say give him a dressing down, but would have addressed a few problems at halftime because he's really good at that. We always seem to come out better in the second half. Most of the time there are the odd occurrence where we don't, but, were you feeling comfortable or were you like, do you have a bit of a here we go again at halftime when we're uh, one
1: I was just pleased that we'd got our noses in front without really deserving it. I don't think they had like chance after chance either. So it, like neither team was really playing that well. They had the better of the possession and probably a bit, a few more efforts on goal. But um, it, it was just good that we'd actually gone in to the lead probably undeservedly. Um, and I just thought, let see what happens. Like you you know, we've got nothing on the bench again to try and change things up. So and mm-hmm. um, it was all probably gonna rest on the next goal and what happened there, and that was the way it turned out to be.
0: Yeah, so it was about the sixtieth, I think sixty-first minute, another set piece, another good delivery. Really hard to tell. I thought it was hard to tell but from the replays who actually had the initial head. I think it was botman but it was Botman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of hard to tell, and it was a it was a great save by the keeper to keep it out and Dan Byrne with his predatory-like instincts first on the scene and smashes it. And it, it, I reckon it was still – it almost felt too easy. So I was I was half expecting that goal to be disallowed or like he was offside because it just felt like it was too easy. And there wasn't – he just kind of stood there and with the fist in the air and celebrated. But he didn't – I thought he might have shown a little bit more. And that's why – V A R and everything like that. You just don't know. But it was great to see him on the score shed. He was probably fairly slated on social media to before the guys. I didn't think he was that bad. I thought he he dealt with a lot because a lot was coming down his side. And I thought he dealt with it really, really well. And I don't think he was directly responsible for many clear cut chances that they had. And then he he's gone and, and scored I wouldn't say the winner, but the stealer, pretty much.
1: Yeah, it's nothing new, is it? Him getting slated, and if Mickey's not going to be there anymore, then it will move on to Burn. Everyone will be saying, (laughs) "Why is he playing instead of Livermore?" Well, Burn scored four goals this season, so like he's he's found his shooting
0: boot, and and he's missed it. What do you miss about six weeks or something as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. With the back injury, he he did a good job in this game, and you know the fact is Eddie likes. The balance that he brings when he plays because he, he slots into the back three so like it's i know Tino's been really good whenever he's played um but you know eddie has been ahead of him mm. at the moment in most games and that's i'm not going to argue with with eddie about that and um, burns contributed well he went down on his back at one point and uh, yeah, just before like half
0: have, time it was might have done what he did against it was Arsenal. a carbon copy of how he broke his back last yeah. year so i i they didn't show him after they showed the replay, but they didn't actually show him sort of getting up and was he wincing or grabbing her or anything like that. And then it was pretty much half time. So it was a bit of a mystery of how he reacted to it and stuff like that. But he came out after half time and so it must have been fine.
1: And there was absolutely no keeping a shot out. He absolutely twice. <laughs> But it's, it's like, you're right though. Like, you do you, your first reaction is in this these days, it's like, oh, it'll be called back back or ruled out for something, even though there's no reason it should be. It's just you, it's your automatic, yeah, yeah, responses. You don't get It's going to be checked excited. for something, yeah. Let, yeah. Let's, let's not get too excited,
0: yeah. And, and, and he, he did, did from
1: the score in front of the away end as well, his, his yeah, yeah.
0: Very um, he did go on a few lung-busting runs, especially in the second half. You could see him charging down the field for overlaps. He kind of reminded me of the um, the big bloke from Happy Gilmore when he starts chasing Tudor McGavin down the fairway when he was barging down the uh, the wings at Craven Cottage. But um, I'm glad you mentioned the away in there, Jack, because I'm not sure if it was the effects mics were turned up a little bit more through um, the local production team at ITV because they don't really... Do any games, do they? I think they only do the FA Cup. Is that right? Yeah,
1: they've only got the FA Cup. Right? Yeah,
0: so yeah, I'm not sure if they turn the effects mics up. I know Fulham had a bit of a mini protest with um, avoiding the fixture given the ticket prices and things like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm not sure. But the, the away end was absolutely pumping the whole yeah. game. It was as good as I've heard for a long, long time.
1: It was brilliant, like, and towards the end as well, they were cracking out all of the old songs. Oh, they were all coming, Andy Cole. There, yeah, and that's that's the best kind of away end where you're just like you're comfortable in the game and you just start going through all of the old classics. And it was the the greatest hits, brilliant. And I've actually seen and heard people say that it was a really good away end as well. And, um, Of course, Alan Shearer was in there, which you were probably going to. Yeah, mention, which yeah, that kids. was <laughs> that
0: was, and it was he done well. I think it was about, I reckon it was about the 80th minute or something before he was kind of spotted with the big jacket and the beanie. He yeah. done well to get be anonymous for eighty odd minutes, and then yeah, I'm not sure who spotted him, but soon as someone spotted him, she was on for young and old after that.
1: First time he'd been in a win since 1985, I think yeah, cheated, which it's is crazy. So, and someone was like, Oh, how's he got the um loyalty points? And I think yeah. I can't remember who it was. Someone replied and just so, said, Oh, he's got 206, yeah, he's got 206 <laughs> loyalty
0: points. That's why, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, man, was yeah that was awesome to see.
1: Yeah, good so, to see him in there. It's like it's and it, it's right because he's obviously on match of the day most of the time and he's got his box. Uh, for home games so good on him you know like he's he is a fan at the end of the day so nice for him to experience that
0: yeah absolutely and even just the whole the whole second half we we kind of controlled it really well i don't think they had many there was that one from canny late on we kind of just sliced it wide but apart from that i don't think they had really many clear-cut chances i thought we dealt with it really really well it was we haven't said this much it it felt like a really professional performance Mm.
1: Yeah, it was like it was a bit like the Sunderland game. Um, you know, like we, we were in control of it, there was never any danger really that they were going to get back. And um, even when they brought the big players on, Jimenez had a header as well that went just over, but yeah, uh, like I think it was very, um, very impressive actually the way that we did this against decent Premier League opposition as well. They're a good side uh, this year, yeah. And I just want to flag the the away record, which has been ter- largely terrible this season in the league anyway. But in the in the Cups, we've actually only lost one um, away game. That was at uh, Dortmund, the, wasn't it? And that was at Dortmund. So we've we've yeah. drawn in that, drew in 90 minutes at um, Milan and PSG and Chelsea as well, obviously, we lost on penalties. And we've beaten Man United, Sun London, Fulham as well now. So, like, you know, one defeat out of seven away Cup games, if you want to call the Champions League a cup, it's pretty <laughs> good, right? Considering the, yeah, considering the away form in general in the league has been absolutely atrocious, that's actually very impressive. And these two cup FA Cup games, the Sunderland game was just huge because it just relieved a lot of that pressure that was building yeah. on, on Eddie Howe and the team, and then to back it up with a really good win against a decent Premier League opposition. And we'll just have to look forward to playing Liverpool or Man City away in the next round because that will definitely mate, happen the way things have been this season.
0: <laughs> given, given our luck this season, mate, there's every chance we'll play Real Madrid at the Bernabeu in the next <laughs> round of the FA Cup. Like, yeah. Take it to the bank. But sort of got through the game, clean sheet, which, like you said, is going to be really important as well. You know, I've seen this on Twitter. I haven't verified today because, like you said, I was, I was buried in basketball and wrestling and cricket and things like that. But... I did read it was Eddie Howe's first FA Cup win against a Premier League team since he's been manager, so that's that's a big uh, a big bogey to overcome. I'm not sure if he even knew it. He probably do not even know it, but I reckon I reckon he would know. I'd know it. I reckon if I if I yeah. was a manager, I'd, I'd know if I'd been any good in a competition or not so that that's, doesn't that's matter like,
1: that, that's a lot of that's like a lot of years as well because when he was at Bournemouth in the Premier League for five or six years you know like yeah. it's, it's not it's not good really like the the FA Cup for clubs like ours you know it's the best chance at winning a trophy so that's why it used to be so frustrating when we were when Rafa was the worst for it he used to just he played literal children in the FA Cup and we just got knocked yeah. out straight away just so we could concentrate on the league, which, you know, we we ended up finishing mid-table anyway. So yeah, this is what you want as fans, a bit of a run. Like, we've, we've got a good chance of, of going deep deeper into this tournament now, especially if we get a couple of favourable draws, which we're surely due. So a couple of the big teams are already out. So, you know.
0: yeah. And, and, so and are... the
1: thing is, if we can get to the final as well, depending on who we'll play, then it's probably going to be the easiest route back into Europe as well, of some sort.
0: Yeah, so... We're recording this um, before the draw. So I believe the draw is going to take place before the Liverpool game, which is overnight for us. We're ball 16. For those playing at home, I think they'll just put that in the microwave now so they know which one to grab when Man City comes out first. So um, so we have got teams still, like Maidstone, which was a remarkable result against Ipswich. Um, Luton got through, Leicester have got through, Coventry or Sheffield Wednesday, they've got a replay, so they'll get through. Uh, Wrexham and Blackburn played tonight as well, so we, we could get one of them, but look, at the same time, Man City are through, Brighton are through, um, Liverpool have got Norwich, and are at Newport County, not that playing Manchester United worries me too much at the moment, but there's still some big teams in there, and I think given our luck with cup draws and stuff, we're definitely going to be away at a good team so just get your head around it now when we wake up in the morning it won't hit us hard because we've just sort of become used to it at the moment i would take any home game to be honest like
1: well maybe not against man city or liverpool but anyone apart from them i would fancy us at home um like i think the the next round is actually midweek as well which i don't know yeah well that's
0: well that's why i don't like this is going to sound absolutely Ridiculous, and I'll regret saying this because it's probably going to happen. But Liverpool at home, like, not too bad because they're still fighting for the league. They're still in Europe and things like that. And like you said, because the next round's a midweeker, maybe they will send a bit of a, maybe not a not their full strength lineup. Anyway, I think Man City have got the depth to kind of mm-hmm. not matter. But with Liverpool, we might we might get not a second string side, but maybe you sort of a few starters and a few fringe players as well. So and we do. Just we, owe, we,
1: we, we owe Klopp one before he leaves as well.
0: Oh, we owe him about fucking 50 before he leaves. That's not going to, we're not going to get that back at all. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, uh, man of the match, Jack, who, who would you give your votes to today? Um, I was,
1: I think it was just a good all around team performance. I think the local, the local boys were good. So I thought Miley and he, he wasn't, maybe, do you know he's he wasn't 17? He's seventeen. I didn't know that. He did know
0: that. He's
1: seventeen. That? It's it's a bit <laughs> mad with him though. He's just having to play every game, which never you never ever would have expected to have to do that. And he's do he's yeah. doing well. I think he put in some good tackles, which was a different side of his game. Uh he got mm. stuck in a bit. Um but and burning longstaff probably for the goals. Um other yeah. than that. Isak was good again. Gordon was pretty lively. Um, it's good to have Botman back. I think it was just an all round general all good team performance today. Yeah, think... from Bruno who. Oh, was, he was Don't know what was wrong with him. Yeah,
0: he was pissed. I reckon. Um, is it just me or Lewis Miley looks younger every time he gets a haircut? It was just, just maybe like let it grow. He's got. You can't grow facial hair, obviously. So he just needs to grow the hair out a little bit, maybe just to make himself look a little bit older than seventeen. So. He just, sometimes he looks like the, a filter on Snapchat. Like his face looks <laughs> like so, so young. He just, he looks like someone's got a filter on him, but. He can't afford a proper haircut
1: yet until he gets his new contract.
0: Yeah. Well, he might be getting, he might be still getting kids right for his haircut. So it's probably <laughs> good. Um, so yeah, that's it. We're in the, uh, I don't know. Is it a hat or is it a, is like a Like a glass
1: see-through bowl, isn't it? A bowl? Yeah, All right. Know.
0: We're into the bowl. We'll call it a bowl. <laughs> we're into the bowl. So, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, we get something half decent for us to look forward to in the next round. And then I think we're two wins away from Wembley because I believe the semi finals are at Wembley as well. So, yeah, two wins will see us at Wembley, which would be fantastic because after last year's Carabao Cup final, I couldn't get enough Wembley or London Trafalgar Square content. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, people can uh, can experience that again. We'll just, We'll just tidy up a little bit, Jack, with the uh, transfer window. Nearly – what do what we got now? What's the date on 28th? It's already got about four days, three days yeah. to go before it slams shut.
1: I think it's Friday at 9 a.m. for us, so it's like it's Thursday night in the
0: UK, yeah. So there was a big – so, uh, yeah, apologies for everyone. We, we missed a pod last week. We had a – a few things going on with a few different people and we couldn't sort of get it all together to to get one out so we didn't really cover the um the big meeting at annick castle jack with with the hierarchy and everything like that we seen on the amazon doco last year was a bit about the sponsorships and the commercial stuff, and and anthony gordon was was a topic as well that was brought up who knows what they've been speaking about for this big meeting as well but it must be important if they've hired out any castle to have it rather than just some office space in the city or, or something like that. I
1: think half of NUFC Twitter knows, don't they? But they're just not saying.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll <laughs> wait and see. You'll wait and Oh, no, but just trust me. That It could be massive. could be a it's huge like, week.
1: It's, you know, like, uh, Yasa flew in, so fair enough. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I know it's a transfer window. I think there's a bit of two plus two equals five going on. The all of the news lately has been about outgoings, um, which I've kind of talked I've kind of talked myself into the fact that the idea that selling Kieran Trippier might somehow actually be a good idea, which was (laughs) is not something I ever thought I'd be talking myself into. And but now he's not. I'm pleased he's not, so it's good that he's not going anywhere. But yeah, it's just been all about who's gonna go um and what that means for FFP. And um, yeah, I think it 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 does seem like Miggy's gonna go, to be fair. Like I know that Eddie said he was ill, but he also said something about that he couldn't say for certain if he'd still be here, and we might be having to sell you someone.
0: Is a, a step removed from the from the process or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and
1: you which... can't guarantee that 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 all players are still going to be here, something like that. So we we yeah. know that we we know that we have to sell. So whether it's this month or whether it's in the summer, um, and it depends how much money I get. I guess is on the table for Miggy, and uh, but it's getting a bit fine to kind of. Make any kind of moves ourselves. Yeah, he does go.
0: So that that was going to be my point. I, I'm. I think there might be a lamb sacrificed in in January. And maybe I'm not sure if we need to in the summer. I think maybe getting the dead woods wages off the books might kind of help a little bit. But whether it's Lasalle's or whether it's Elmore on I I don't think it'd be Wilson just purely because of his injury history and things like that and and the lack of a backup. I guess. If it was LaSalle's at a pinch, we could play Crafted at, at centre-back or Dammit's played there as well. Mm. I don't think we'd like to, but them options are there if we had to. And they're not that much of a sort of downgrade on LaSalle's for the rest of the season if it means we can get a decent fee for him now. And if, if Miggy's the one, then we've got Murphy coming back. And I wouldn't be surprised if we did make a late bid for someone to try and get that cover in because if – Everything tracks well and, and Barnes is back in the next couple of weeks. We'll have sort of Barnes and Gordon on one side mm. and hopefully a new player, whether it's Morgan Gibbs White or or someone else as well with with Murphy that should be enough, <laughs> should be, I thought we had enough at the start of the year and we haven't, so yeah. <laughs> we'll wait and see. Morgan
1: but, Gibbs-White, Morgan Gibbs-White would be a really good signing, but he cost about 60 million though, they paid 35 40 for him and he's been yeah. he's been really good for them, so I know there's a bit of money maybe that they still owe us for Shelby and Chris Wood, um, Yeah, but, but yeah, like it would be a lot, it costs a lot of money, and um, so I don't know if would actually do that now or whether that might be one for the summer. And like you said, we've got Barnes coming back and Willock as well, who can play out on that left if need be. So maybe yeah. they might just go with what they have. I think if they did do that, it would be um it would show the clubs thinking at this stage of the season that we're not going to risk, you know, like short term transfers that are going to be costly to try and get us up yeah. the league. Like wh- whereas if we were maybe fifth a point or two away from fourth, or what if there was more chances of getting Champions League, they might have gone yeah, for it a bit more chips in
0: again. Well, yeah, that's it. fine yeah. and that,
1: if that's what they want to do. If it's, it's medium long term planning, and if the money's on the table for mickey if it's 25 30 million on the table for him now, I don't think you, you can
0: sign out of that.
1: We can't say no, we probably might not get that again in the summer. And Wilson as well, there's I saw West Ham and Man United were linked with him. Clubs will mm. always be interested in go- goal scorers. It doesn't yeah. no matter, no matter their injury record. So, but I think if if we sold him this this week, we'd have to get someone in on loan, whether it's like some kind of someone like, wow, well, Beghorst or something like Man you did. Oh, but just like so we've got a okay. body but yeah, for when you <laughs> <laughs> We need a Sibierski style. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, get big Anton back in. Yeah, but I'd yeah. be,
1: I'd actually be all right with that though. If that's if the money's on the table now, and then if it can help his plan for the summer, you know, yeah, it might be a good idea to do it now and then look ahead yeah. rather than trying to panic and get someone in. Trucking. Yeah,
0: I think I think this summer could be probably the biggest summer in the club's history. I think it could be really transformative with the first team if we can sell, like you said, an El Morano or a Wilson or perhaps both or even a and get get some money in as well to really chuck it in the kitty and what well, we spoke about a couple of pods ago with all the sponsorship money that's going to be coming in um, at the end of the season, what well, we could have a really big kitty to really launch and and get probably maybe them three or four top-level players to really push us on to the next level and, and things like that. And, like, I don't think we need to be buying squad players at the moment, I think we need to be buying first-team guns and then our current kind of ones will sort of drop down into the squad. Yeah. The no, squad player off.
1: That, that, I, I agree with that to an extent, but also I, I worked out that if all of the out-of-contract players leave, uh, then, and if we sold, say if we sold Megan and Wilson as well, then we'd have to sign, I think, seven or eight players who could fit into the 25-man squad. So, like, you're not going to go out and sign seven, you know, 40 million pound plus players in one window. So I think there might be an element of maybe even if it's just retaining either Craft or Dummett to keep in that squad who yeah. can fill, fill yeah. two positions or maybe yeah. getting some free transfer, you know, doing some, some work with recruitment to try and get in some cheaper squad options. Um, but yeah, th- th- there is going to be a lot of work to do because there's a lot of current 25-man squad who are out of contract. and um, So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what they do. And I'm sure we'll be doing more pods on this as the summer yes. unfolds.
0: Absolutely. And we'll probably be doing another pod on this later on the week with with a bit more of a transfer wrap-up if, if something's happened. So stay tuned for that. I think we'll flick our bales off and we'll call it stumps there, Jack. Thanks for jumping on tonight, mate. Um, I know you're a bit oppressed in the, the Queensland heat at the moment. So... Appreciate you jumping on, and uh I guess we'll see everyone next time.
1: I went for a run today, by the way, at um 3 o'clock. Um, oh. Just to say it was supposed to be an easy run as part of my, my half marathon training, but you can't run easily in 75% humidity, just if you're wondering about
0: that. Yeah. How, how hot was it at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Uh, it was it
1: was about 30 degrees, but the, the bomb said it felt like 35, and the humidity oh, course, was a, yeah. about 75%. So, yeah. You always
0: go off the what it feels like, yeah, to suit, suit your to suit your argument. It doesn't matter if it's cold <laughs> or if it's hot. It's always what it feels like. But uh, anyway, it feels like we've done enough tonight, Jack. So thanks very much for jumping on, mate. And we'll uh, we'll see everyone. Stay tuned later on in the week for our transfer wrap up. We'll, uh, we'll see you there.